this week, the Vikings go dumpster raiding. AJ Styles is a flat with a PH earther, and the legend killer returns. Welcome to the Full Nelson Press. myself on twitter at johnny j-o-n-n-y underscore tango and of course you can follow the full nelson press on twitter at tfmp pete how you been bud oh you know hanging out watching wrestling you know the usual yeah right got got a lot of time on my hands watched all the 13 reasons why brandon oh i only have one one episode down so yeah you need to keep going dude i mean (laughs) all this wrestling man i would just put it as stud of the week every week because it's one of the best shows i can't even say it (laughs) (laughs) oh but i'm over it and uh yeah been watching brooklyn 99 a long time i'm on season five so what? You, what? Are, so Brooklyn Nine Nine. We both have been kind of talking to each other over text message. What is your theory that you and I are Scully and Hitchcock? Yes, I believe the stuff that comes out of their mouth is us. Like if we had an <laughs> opportunity to sit at a desk all day and not move or do anything, we would do it. But then if we actually have to like solve something, they're like super like, yeah, we got it, no problem. <laughs> Pete and I, well, you and I started working together at a video game store. That's how we met. Yep. And then a couple years later. Um, I, we both applied for a job at, uh, Sears and I had started a week before you did. And they're like, listen, you got like a couple training videos here to watch. It might take you a week to do. Um, I didn't watch any of them so I could wait for you to show up. (laughs) Yeah. And I didn't watch them when we were supposed to. I just passed the classes and (laughs) a lot of Bob Vila. Here we are. Bob Vila taught me a lot, but you know, here we are. Yeah, making a wrestling podcast, talking about backlash that happened last Sunday. Yeah. Feels like a year ago. Yeah, right? Uh, kickoff match uh, was uh, Apollo Crews. He defended his United States Championship against Andrade. Kevin Owens comes out for commentary. Uh, Apollo Crews wins thanks to KO saving him from, uh, what's his name, Angel Gar- Graza. Yeah. Had tried to interfere in the match. So, uh, Apollo Crews, I-, I did not know this was his first United States Championship. Yeah, it was. That is weird. I, I dig it. I, I'm glad he's got a belt. And I feel like, so now, because we're kind of late, MVP has kind of been trying to recruit Apollo and I would be completely on board with that stable of him and Bobby Lashley. And it would be awesome. I love, I love MVP. It's almost like a Titus worldwide version 2.0. If they like had taken it seriously, I I dig it. Yeah. But the problem is, is MVP can actually talk in front of a camera. Titus (laughs) O'Neil, you can tell he rushes and sometimes Mm -hmm. he talks too fast and I'm like, Oh, come on, dude. Like, He'd be so good, which is why I'm still lobbying for him to pair up with Sasha Banks and be like this bodyguard, and she's the boss, the boss, and bring it back. <laughs> that would be cool. I dig that. I would think that, uh, you know, even even if you just took uh, Sasha Banks and uh, put her with MVP's faction, that'd be kind of cool, too. Yeah. Good for Apollo. 
right? Well, we'll get right into the actual pay-per-view. First match of the night, the WWE Women's Tag Team Championship match. Uh, Sasha Banks and Bayley put their titles on the line against the Iconics and Bliss Cross Applesauce. Uh, one big point to this was, compared to the follow- earlier week with uh, NXT's uh, six-man women's match, this one did so much better. They had the timing down. Uh, I really, I, I generally enjoyed this match. I thought it was a fun match. Well, I told you the whole bit with Baden Banks and it was Alexa Bliss. Like, those three in the ring put on, like, a great sequence. I was just like, wow. And then I'm like, oh, Banks is back to being second fiddle to Bailey. And, oh, weird, the Iconics aren't going to be tag team champions, even though they're the only legit women's tag mat- like team. They've been yeah, there since no... the start. Mm-hmm. There has been no real big tag division in the women's scene. It's just mixing up women and seeing how it works. Yeah, and Peyton Royce and Billy uh, Billy Kay have like tag team moves. Like they actually are a group. You're missing out, but whatever. I guess this is leading to Banks versus Bailey. Well, something happened with this because I am been leading, over it. It's been leading to Sasha versus Bailey. Since like 2016, man, it's been leading to that forever. I'm done with it. I'm, yeah, I'm it. not even interested in or invested <laughs> in these two right now. Like, I just, I, I'm not, I, I just want something different for them. Right. No, I agree. I could agree completely. Uh, one thing though, Sasha did get the win in the end. Her doing the roll up, I don't even remember who it was to anymore. It was almost like watching a soldier like assemble an assault rifle. Like it was just finishing move, grab the legs, one, two, three, we're done. I really liked that. Uh, so yeah, Sasha Banks and Bailey are still women's champion. Bailey is still women's champion. I don't know what this means for either of them. I don't know even know who the next opponent is for either title. They followed up on Raw that Peyton Royce and Billy Kay are still going after him. Which I was just like, then why even do the triple threat? Like, I don't know. But then they showed up on NXT against Tegan Knox and uh, Shorty Blackheart, I think. Yeah. And they had a quick little stint, which, I mean, cool, just to remind us that the women's tag titles could be used anywhere. But that doesn't mean you just have to do matches. You could do full feuds on multiple shows with these women. I, I mean, I'm fine with that. Yep. Next, uh, Jeff Hardy versus Sheamus. My favorite match of the night, only because Sheamus beat the hell out of Jeff Hardy for 15 minutes. I'm going to keep this one short and sweet. Like, it was... It happened, it's done, it's over, move on. Like, I don't, uh, like, it it didn't do anything for me for either character. I don't know, it built a little bit of stock of Sheamus. I think it should be Sheamus versus Drew McIntyre at SummerSlam. No, no, no. Both those people on the poster, man, I'd love to see that shit. No, no, Sheamus is so far down on the card right now that there's no way, unless they start billing Sheamus to be a beast. No, nope, nope, nope. Well, they kind of are billing him as a beast. Uh, since his return. Yeah, but they need I mean, to do more. He's only had one opponent. He That's put Cena why. through a table. That skyrocketed him. They're keeping him stagnant so long. It's just like, come on. Take out the lead guy. Take out Styles. If Sheamus took out Styles, I'd be like, okay. That's what I want to see. I think it's time for Sheamus to be put back into the main event scene. I really do. With Roman Reigns and not having John Cena, you know, and John Moxley being gone, you know, they need to start filling up the main event roster. And I think Sheamus could definitely do that. Yeah, I like Seamus. I like. I always like Seamus. I know you have. You're a huge Seamus fan. Except for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Like, dude, you botched that. Like, it was weird. <laughs> that was real bad. I didn't like that at all. Oof. Next is the Raw Women's Championship match. Asuka puts her title on the line against Naya the Destroyer. Nothing remarkable happens. Nope. Asuka wins. Yep. No one got injured, so I guess that's a plus we're, for we're, Naya. But we're happy with it. <laughs> 
<laughs> we we were we were fine with what happened. We'll just move on then to the the. It, I, they said it's a handicap match, but I'm pretty sure it was a tag match uh, between yeah. uh, the Miz and John Morrison versus Braun Strowman and his car. I don't like these matches of the, our world champion is taking on two guys. That's stupid. That's do stupid. Think, do you think Morrison really would have signed his contract if they would have told him in no, like four months? No, I really don't. I think he's like, I want out. This sucks. We just saw the same exact storyline written when he was the IC champion with yep. Sami Zayn and Cesaro and Shinsuke. Like, they're, they're just rehashing that shit. That makes his character stale. Apparently, Braun is too powerful now because he beat yeah. Oldberg. And they think, like, he's unstoppable. But Goldberg's super old. Anyone could beat him right now. And the fact that they're like, oh, let's just do it again with this. I was like, I don't want to watch this. That's dumb. Well, how many pushes have they just straight up just stopped for Strowman? So I just, I can't invest into this anymore. They 12? can't. Uh, yeah, more than that, probably. 13. I just, I don't get it anymore. Uh, also, it looks like it's going to be Bray Wyatt is going to be continuing to feud with Braun Strowman now. He's now, it sounds like they might be doing a different gimmick change for Bray Wyatt and more of he has multiple personalities, which was really just, they're able to use multiple gimmicks because now he's doing the swamp bray wyatt now uh with the straw hat and shit i don't know obviously it's going to be the straw bray wyatt versus braun Strowman at extreme rules which is going to lead up to finally the fiend versus Strowman at SummerSlam. i think they're kind of taking a page out of AEW's book because matt hardy has like 12 versions and matt (laughs) hardy has been doing version after version so they're like we'll just do this with bray which by the way all of bray wyatt's characters are great matt hardy's aren't but he's getting them over. I'm sorry. You, are you saying version one wasn't a good gimmick? No. But like, <laughs> then they have little tips on the side, little telling you his favorite food and stuff. But the problem is, is he's getting them over now. Like these, these characters are so dumb that now he, I think he even knows it. Well, yeah, because the world is run on nostalgia now. But if Bray Wyatt goes back to the straw hat, Bray Wyatt, which. I never really thought should have left. I think that was an awesome character. But then he brought back this like happy time Bray Wyatt trying to be mm-hmm. buddies, but he has a dark side. I'm like, oh my God, that character is even better. I'm like, <laughs> I'm actually okay with all of this. I am cool with it too. Like with having like the, the straw Bray, the happy Bray, the fiend Bray. I'm I wonder if they'll do more. Like, I wonder if they'll start bringing back Sister Abigail, my favorite Bray Wyatt gimmick. Actually, bring a bring a girl into Sister Abigail and then form a faction. Do you remember when they made him be yeah, Sister was, Abigail? Yeah, that was not going to go over. Thank God it didn't. Yeah, thank God. So, yeah, Strowman uh, wins. He, he bends both Miz and Morrison. I don't remember which ones. Uh, it just sucks. Miz was a world title holder. So was Morrison. And Braun Strowman can just pin him like ease. And you just buried him. Like, by doing these stupid group things. No, I'm done with this match. Move on. I hate it. Next is going to be Drew McIntyre versus Bobby Lashley for the WWE Championship. The match we've all been waiting for. You know what? Definitely a beat-em-up. I liked it. Yeah, it was good. They actually have good chemistry. Those two actually worked really well together. How refreshing was it to finally see two big guys just beat the hell out of each other? It's always one's too fucking old or one's too fucking injured. These two worked well together. It was great. And then the following night, Lashley dumps Lana. It's over because (laughs) she costed him the match. And then that's when MVP moved to Apollo being like, yo, you want to join us? And Apollo's like, nah, man. But like MVP's still watching him. Join the faction, turn Apollo heel, let's go. Angel Garza turns face, whoa. Oh, I think Angel Garza will be a top face very soon. I completely agree with you on that one. 
Uh, next is going to be the Raw Tag Team Championship match, the Street Profits versus the Viking Raiders. This wasn't a match. It was another one of those cinematic events. Uh, just a bunch of just... They they beat up Strowman's uh, car again. Poor car. Someone got thrown through a window. The big thing is, though, is Akira Tozawa's group. Like, like, why are we glossing over this? We all know the goofiness. He owns the fucking Yakuza now. Yeah, apparently. it's so great. I, I love it. I love that he's getting airtime because he's too good. Yeah, the match was like, whatever. All the interesting things. Like, they're, they're friends now. Like, I think that's why I wasn't invested in the match. But, like, when... The, uh, the Yakuza's, or whoever they are, I don't know what they're <laughs> yeah. called, but like, Akira Tozawa's, the Akira Tozawa's. All of them, and a seven-foot-tall ninja. I thought that was Titus O'Neil. What a bad ninja. Like, you're supposed to be stealthy, and you're like, yeah, pick the seven-foot-tall guy. He's the stealthy Pretty one. Pretty sure you would, like, I mean, he's a monster. That guy's huge. Well, yeah, but have you ever played Tenchu? Like, yeah, you don't really pick the seven-foot-tall guy. Oh, can they bring another Tenchu? I really like Tenchu. I know, right? Like, sidebar, can yeah. we just talk about... Can we get a new Tenchu game? <laughs> right? And then they're like, oh, you got Ghost of Tsunami or whatever. I'm like, no, I don't want that. I want Tenchu! <laughs> I want Tenchu! Or Splinter Cell. I just want a fun, just stealthy get, just game. Just get a new Splinter Cell. The last one was great. Anyways, so now there's a new faction with Tozawa, which I dig. I It looks like the Viking Raiders and Street Profits now are, like, friends. Because yeah. they, like, hung out on Raw. And the ninjas came down again. But then this time, there was a big reveal that Big Show's back. Yeah. Wah, it really felt like the hangover part four. You know who could have joined them when the ninjas came around the ring at Raw? Who's that? Well, someone that, you know, could light up a room oh, you're, and you're a feel <laughs> the... <laughs> he was, she wasn't even on the car! Bring it to the floor. If she would have come down... No, it would have been cool. I'm just kidding. I just tried to fit it in. It actually made sense. <laughs> it did not. It Next did, is too. the main event, the greatest match of all time, Edge versus Randy Orton. What is the big deal with this match? I watched the whole thing. So there was cool moves, all right? We saw Rock Bottom. We saw Pedigree. Ooh, we saw Arm Drags. We saw the crossface like <laughs> 20 times. And then Orton's boring, so we saw the stomps and the meticulous rocking around. He did get cut up, but even the the punt at the end, like I was like, neat. I thought it was too long. I thought it was not the greatest match, but I know people aren't saying it's the greatest match. But I'm on the side where I'm just like, no. I didn't think it was that great. I agree. I've it seen was better. Too long and they were trying too hard. Like I didn't need to see the rock bottom. I didn't need someone to be sitting at the uh, under the ring just checking off every move to make sure they've done every single move out I there. I didn't need the kickouts of finishers. Yeah. WWE's problem with finishers is so bad right now because they don't matter. You have they to do them like four the times. Because they, they, yeah, they don't know how to finish the match. Ed Spirit, Orton twice, kick out. Orton did the RKO twice, <laughs> kick out. So it took a full-on punt to the head, which, thank God that's back. And I also dig the fact that now Orton, since he sidelined Edge, He's bringing back the Legend Killer moniker. Yes, he is. Because he said, I got Matt Hardy out of here. I got, I'm got. i like, yes, he's going back to the only cool How Orton. awesome would it have been that like halfway through one of uh, Undertaker's interviews on his documentary they got going on, they just have Orton just RKO him right out of the chair. Oh my God, I'd love it. Legend killed Orton. <laughs> 
it was fine. It was just a match. It was just too long. If the match it would have been like 20 minutes, like it was like 40 minutes, wasn't it? Yeah, I'm it pretty took sure it forever. was almost a whole hour. Yeah, And absolutely. people are like, oh, it never drug. I'm like, yes, it did. Oh, it definitely Yes, did. it did. I'm like, let's go. I will say it now. The greatest wrestling match of all time, if it ever happens, will never have a headlock in it. Yeah. I'll just say that now. If it's a whole match that doesn't have one headlock, it's probably the greatest match you've ever watched. Well, they were trying to, like, bring nostalgia to it. And I'm just like, no, like, Edge and Orton hate each other. You, like, threaten these kids, and you're like, yeah, okay. <laughs> well, Orton did, what, uh, kick uh, Beth in the head? Yeah. so Or RKO or something yeah. like that. It doesn't matter. I, I will say this. I think Randy Orton might be one of the greatest uh, villains in wrestling history. Yeah, you could do I I'd agree with that, for sure. So yeah, well, what would you ba- what would you grade Backlash 2020? Uh, I would give it like a C. I, a I, C. I, yeah, I don't care. Like it, there was, it was a flatliner, you know, because you don't need all these pay per views. You don't need Backlash. You could just let them go, marinate stories longer, and make better pay per views. That's the problem with these. They're so watered down. I don't care. No, I agree. Out of all of these matches that I have on here. Uh, there were only three that I really enjoyed. Right. And that was the women's tag match, yes. uh, Bobby Lashley versus Stro- uh, McIntyre. You know what? Just two matches. Those are literally two matches I, mean, I enjoyed. I, I mean, I'll t- I tolerated the greatest match. Like, because yeah. there was still some good moves in it, but like, I, I just, I, I, I couldn't see what people were seeing like on how amazing it was. And I don't know if I'm just being like bullheaded and maybe I have some bitterness towards WWE with their, with their pay-per-view structures. And this is why these matches are getting watered down. So I guess the one positive thing with the main, the greatest match of all time is it didn't disappoint me. Like, no, I, it didn't I, disappoint. I had expectations low. Yeah. <laughs> like I didn't feel like I walked out of the room like that was a shit fucking match. And it brought someone out of retirement. Uh, one more match. Hit the switch. So, yeah, I'm also giving Backlatch a C, and that C is for Christian, because Christian is back. I remember you texted me in like 2010, 2011, being like, Brandon, just flip the switch. And just hit the the switch. switch, dude. Hit the switch. One more match. He comes back, and his his return probably got overshadowed by Big Show's 29th return. <laughs> he, like, does a no, no, con, or, uh... Unsanctioned match. And Orton's like, don't do it. And then Ric Flair <laughs> comes out, it. crotch punches him. So, we find out that uh, there's COVID going on in, the, in yeah. the audience right now. So, let's invite fucking 90-year-old Flair to the fucking arena right Dude, now. Rick Flair job, don't care, dude. He's the dirtiest <laughs> he player in the game, and that includes taking over COVID. He doesn't care. <laughs> I'm the dirtiest player in the game. Yeah, so they have an unsanctioned match, which actually doesn't happen because uh, Flair just punches Christian in the dick. I'm curious to see if we're going to get an extreme rules match between the two. I'd be it cool with that, though. Sense. Their last match when they were going for the, the belt when he was on SmackDown and Christian kept doing the whole one more match thing. Like, right. those matches were good. And I don't like watching Orton matches, but those matches were entertaining. No, I dug them, too. But uh, we should be finding out here soon. I guess uh, Edge is going to be on Raw tonight. Raw just started right now. He should be saying something about what his future is with the WWE or where he's going to be next. He's obviously not going to make it to SummerSlam. No, he tore his tricep. Like, he's out. he's done. 
But let's get right into the news. The news brought to you by WrestlingPages.com. Check out the Wrestling Pages app on the App Store and Google Play. First thing I want to get into right now, Pete, the most important news of the day, I think. During an appearance on After the Bell with Corey Graves, Orton hinted to the fact that AJ Styles might be a flat earther. And that just made my week. It should. AJ Styles, though was buried alive oh that's true this might be a different aj style might be someone completely different because i don't know if people forgot about the fact that he was buried alive wwe you buried a man alive and then you're like well now he's the ic champion so (laughs) do you think he was sitting in the coffin being like well at least this is flat yeah he's like just like earth babe yeah what happened to you did that dirt crush your head well i did get buried alive (laughs) lack of oxygen yeah so yeah, good for him. Good for AJ Styles. Next, uh, Dolph Ziggler and Mustafa Ali will be moving to Raw. This is part of the trade to get AJ Styles onto SmackDown. Dolph Ziggler, I don't, I don't know. He's just a placeholder right now. I think I, he's totally just phoning it in right now, and it's, it's pretty clear yeah. because Creative has given up on him. Yeah. Uh, but Mustafa Ali, that might be interesting. He obviously is not going to be the hacker on SmackDown now. Yeah, I don't know who that is, but. Mustafa Ali, good for you. Hopefully, <laughs> like, hopefully something happens with him. He's good. Like, he right. almost was in Kofi Kingston's spot. He was so like, close. Just imagine that, folks. Like, he was that close. Mm-hmm. Pops his eye out or something. What happened? It was something with his eye, wasn't it? Pink so eye? He, he was out. Ew. <laughs> Gross. So he's out. And Kofi Kingston has, like, one of the coolest WrestleMania moments we've seen in quite some time. He has one of the greatest uh, feuds of his career. It was so great. Kofi deserved it, and Mustafa just showed up, so I I would not doubt it if they're going to do it again. Yeah. Next is going to be, we are going to get a winner-takes-all match in NXT. It is going to be this Monday, or this Wednesday night, General Manager Million Regal announced that it will be Keith Lee uh, with his NXT North American Championship against Johnny Gargano and Finn Balor. Whoever wins that match and becomes North America champion, will then take on Adam Cole at the next NXT for a winner-takes-all match. So it sounds like someone might be moving to NXT soon, and my guess is Keith Lee. Or moving to uh, SmackDown or Raw. No, I think Keith Lee's winning it. I think they're going to keep him down there. You think he's going to be the two-bell holder? I think so. I I honestly believe so. It'd be cool if he got moved up because I think they should have struck when the iron was hot after Survivor Series. Like Keith well, Lee was, I, I think on that was just a taste. Fire Keith Lee will bring it back full force. But I have no faith in NXT call up, so prove me wrong. Tell me who's been the most successful NXT call. Probably Drew McIntyre or Kevin Owens was pretty successful. But yeah, Kevin. But look where he is now, and we can only imagine where Drew McIntyre will be in a year from now. Let's hope he still is running this train, but I don't think it's going to be that way. I mean, Big E has been successful with the tag belts. Rollins, but he was only there a minute. Yeah, Rollins was there. Oscar was there. Uh, Charlotte. Oscar is probably the most successful woman uh, for Charlotte. Uh, most successful wrestler to come out of the Charlotte. NXT. Charlotte's still good. Charlotte has the record like for women's belts. Like she's gonna break her dad's record, and she's probably gonna become the men's champion by the looks of it. Apparently, there's grumblings that she might challenge a guy. I think that was the big draw they were gonna do this summer. Maybe. Uh, yeah, so uh, it'll be interesting because I think definitely someone is moving on from NXT, whether it's going to be, I, I don't think, I hope it's not Balor. I wouldn't mind Balor getting it, holding those belts, and being the king again. Balor's too good. Yeah, I would be cool with him staying down there. Yeah, I'd like him down there too, but I think he should be on the main roster, and there's one of your main eventers because he is a main eventer. 
and then he still has the demon in his back pocket. Like he still he don't they don't even need to call it the demon. Just call it like, like it's his war paint. Like it's right. it gets him hyped right. up mm-hmm. to fight on a pay per view. It doesn't need to be some alter ego. I'm more powerful with this paint. It could just be right. like I'm psyched up and I'm intimidating you. Because they're kind of already using that with the fiend. Yeah, so I don't think it would work. No, I agree. Uh, next, Darren Young had hinted that they were going to do a Nexus reunion at this year's WrestleMania, but it got kiboshed because of uh, the COVID and them not being able to do it with an arena. Uh, we would have been able to see possibly Wade Barrett, Heath Slater, Justin Gabriel, Ryback, Otunga, and Curtis Axel. Uh, but then he he then slyly says, oh, yeah, it was just for an access panel. Oh. <laughs> So the fuck, it doesn't even matter. No, it doesn't. Because if all those guys came back, I would be on board. Oh, yeah. Just one big spot with all of them. Maybe not Ryback. Maybe we don't need Ryback. I <laughs> liked Ryback. Or maybe Skip Sheffield. He could come back as Skip Sheffield. Stud of the week. That's where we're at, man. I think we're both in the same uh, same boat here. Uh, they announced this week that Undertaker has officially retired from wrestling for now, is where I'm going to leave it. He is not. He nope. is not retired. We both know it. I like how people are like, see you later. No, it's we'll see you in two years when we can have <laughs> fans. And then you can have your match. You can heal up. He isn't done. I, there's no way Undertaker, the guy who has been there forever, is going to walk away with a cinematic match like that. Yeah, uh-uh. exactly. Nope. Not only do I see him coming back for one more match, I see him coming back for one more match also in Saudi Arabia. We at least get two matches out of Undertaker before he's done. I mean, we just had Christian tease a no sanction match edge just came back Shawn michaels retired twice like this shit happens and i don't see taker just being like i'm done no i don't see it his if you watch like the documentary every episode he always says you get those fans and it's like the documentary is great but after a couple episodes hearing once you hear those fans you want to come back and then mm. father time there. They use the same lines like, okay, we get it. He's old father time. He likes the crowd. That's why he keeps coming back. If he gets that itch to be with the crowd again and he, there's a full arena and he can take on AJ styles as like a revenge match. And AJ styles beats undertaker to retire him. I think he would like that better. Or if maybe Bray Wyatt gets big enough that Bray Wyatt beats him because I think the only wrestler right now that can take a torch from Undertaker will be Bray Wyatt, but he works better with smaller guys. That leads me to Balor. That leads me to Andrade because Andrade's really good. Mustafa Ali could be someone like if he gets big oh, enough, man. Daniel Bryan could be the what guy. Like, I feel like there's people that would fit. It. I think Bray Wyatt's the best, but no Undertaker's not done. He's still a stud. Right. He is the stud of the week, and I'll stand by it. Undertaker, badass, still my favorite one because he got to the ring the quickest. What's your, what's your favorite Undertaker match? My favorite? Mm-hmm. The CM Punk Undertaker match was great. Right on, right on. I think my favorite one might be uh, Undertaker versus Jeff Hardy at that Raw. That was good. The ladder match? Yep. Oh, man, that is like peak wrestling right there. That yep. is one of my all-time favorite matches. That was a really good match. I mean, CM Punk's great. <laughs> Shawn Michaels one was great. The first yep. tri- or the was it the second Triple H match with the Hell in a Cell? That yes. was the second one. I liked that one. That one was really good. Him losing to Lesnar, I dug it. 
I'm one of the few. My first pay-per-view that I bought with my own money was uh, Undertaker versus Stone Cold Steve Austin in a first blood match. If Stone Cold started bleeding, he'd get fired. And within like the first 10 minutes of the match, I think Stone Cold's elbow gets cut open. And they're like, no, that don't count. It's got to be his forehead. That don't count. (laughs) (laughs) But no, Undertaker, we will see you soon. You are not done. I guarantee it right now. He'll see a Saudi Arabia paycheck and be like, you know what? I could take on the Randy Orton in Saudi Arabia. I'd be okay with yeah. that. Yeah, he says he has no urge, and I'm just like, dude, you wrestle once a year, and mm-hmm. you've been put in some pretty dumb spots. Like, why are you taking on Roman Reigns? You're too old. But guess what worked? When you were fighting, like, Shane McMahon, because Shane McMahon knows how to work with you. Right. He needs to be paired up now with someone, like, a little smaller. He can't... If he took on Drew McIntyre, I don't... It wouldn't be a good match, because Drew McIntyre's too big. If he took on Randy Orton, I think he'd be just Orton fine. Orton would Randy be fine. Big guy, because he's safe. Randy yeah. Orton knows what he's doing in the ring. Yeah. That's why I'd like to see him, is, is lose to the legend killer. <laughs> if Orton... That'd be awesome. Yes. He's like, I will add another pick. legend. Like, all these tombstones, he'd be like, Orton, you're next. And then he's just like, Mark... You're next. That's what I'm saying, man. Because now he's kayfabe's like dead with Undertaker. Like he's out there talking. So it's like, yeah, call his ass out now. Well, let's get into Dud of the Week. Man, this might be our worst Dud of the Week. (laughs) Uh, So they came out with this Speak Out movement on Twitter, and a lot of uh, female wrestlers and some male wrestlers have come out and saying to talk about some some different, like, sexual assaults, uh, just wrestlers just being pieces of shit, sending, like, dick pics. Um, I know Joey Ryan was one of those guys who would be sending out his junk to everyone. So... I read more about Joey Ryan. Okay. Because I was talking, I was talking to one of my buddies, and he's been reading all of them. But like, so Joey Ryan was choking and abusing his ex girlfriend. So like, all the speaking out thing is super huge and needed to be done because I think everyone who is a wrestling fan knows how toxic the locker room can be in, oh, yeah. in WWE. Absolutely. It's terrible. I mean, like JBL is one of the worst in bullying, but yet he keeps getting a pass. Right. I brought up to you uh, Michael P.S. Hayes and Jerry mm-hmm. Lawler, Teddy Long. All three of those, I think, are huge predators in the business. Yeah. So the fact that all this is coming out, like Sammy Guevara's was today. Oh, man. All right. So let's get into Sammy Guevara's. He, he, they, an interview had come up from 2016 where he talked about allegedly, and I just want to say this first, we are not a news podcast. We are a commentary podcast. If you want to find the actual stuff on this, look it up because it's out there. Any of the news stuff that we cover, I put always sources in the and links in our show notes. You could find them there. But yeah, Sammy came out with a 2016 interview about how uh, he wanted to rape Sasha Banks because he thought she was so attractive. After this had come out, Sasha Banks and him actually had a private conversation where he both privately and publicly apologized to yep. her. Um, AEW, which I think AEW is going above and beyond, where WWE is just, fuck this person, I'm firing them, I hope they don't beat up their spouse because we fired them, we're just letting them loose. Where AEW, he, they said that they are going to, um, let's see here... AEW has suspended Sammy without pay until further notice. Sammy has agreed to underdo, undergo extensive sensitivity training upon completion. His future status with the company will be reevaluated. Obviously, they're going to keep him. Uh, and then during his suspension, his salary will be donated to the Women's Center of Jacksonville, which yeah. I think is amazing. Shout out to AEW for doing this. But still, Sammy Guevara, you are a piece of shit. Yeah, that's not, that is not a good, and he's in a group called, they just started calling themselves the list Sex Gods. Oh, did they really? And oh, then God. Jericho and Sasha Banks, like, because 
Sasha Banks kind of came out and said something via Twitter saying like your ratings, blah, blah, blah. Jericho went and defended it because I follow both of them. I was like, yeah, Jericho serve her. And then I read this. I'm like, oh no, that's what Sasha was saying. Oh no. Cause I didn't know the fact that Sasha went out and talked to him shows like that's really big on her character. Cause I think, I mean, she went and talked to him. Yeah, she went to correct the situation. Yeah. So I think that's why he is going into training. He has tweets like he's flat out come out and said stuff where the other people who have been accused haven't. Jack Gallagher was released from the yep, WWE. He's he gone. has been accused for assaulting a woman at a 2014 party. Jimmy Havoc will be underdoing, undergoing counsel, uh, counseling. Uh, his ex-girlfriend, Rebecca Crow, uh, took to Twitter to allege that he had both mentally and physically abused her on multiple occasions. Uh, Jordan Devlin, which I think was our past Cruiserweight champion, uh, a woman named Hannah had shared pictures of bu- uh, bruises from him. So, fuck that guy. And then, of course, the main man who has debuted on SmackDown, Matt Riddle, also has a pretty bad uh um assault allegation against him uh from from candy cartwheel that had taken place on a bus uh, a couple years back too wwe had known about these allegations from matt riddle ahead of time uh but when he first signed with the wwe uh and still continued to debut him on smackdown so i don't know how much that is yeah that's that's the one that like his lawyer came out and had like a statement it's like it's shitty. This is, it's so shitty. Can we talk about his, his letter first, it was, his lawyer? It's so like, you saw the thing, I tagged you in, right? And all the copy. I don't know if you tagged me in it or not, but he first releases it and uh, prints it off on uh, label making paper. Yeah. So you see the labels. Then he's like, fuck, this doesn't look professional. Takes it down and puts it back up, but then uses a CD sticker labor sh- label sheet. So yeah. you can see the outline of the CD. Like, you could totally tell this guy's a bro. Yeah, he's just like, uh, I'm a lawyer, I'm a lawyer, I'm a lawyer. I'm a lawyer. Uh, who do you represent? Matt Riddle? That ah, makes sense. Yeah, dude. I, I mean, what I think there's going to be more coming out. And yeah, this is something, though, that we've been talking about. Not even like the sexual assault, like just straight up how toxic a locker room in WWE can be. And who oh, knows? the atmosphere. Yeah, it's These terrible. women still have to do bathing suit photo shoots all the time. I don't know if they're even comfortable doing that stuff, but they still, if you go to WWE.com, there's at least one new bikini photo shoot from all the women on there every month. This is something that probably had, it, it had to be done, and we give the props to like all these women who are speaking out. And so yeah, step forward, absolutely. Hopefully this cleans it up, because this this is just ridiculous, and mm-hmm. these guys... I mean, Sammy Gavars is the one that I think, like, I'm just watching to see how he does his rehab and everything, because, I mean, that is such a poor chase of words. But the fact that Sasha Banks went and talked to him and yeah. said in her letter on Twitter, like, hey, he's going to work on it. I talked to him about the ramifications. Shows me that, one, I think Sasha Banks kind of, like, is like, okay, you know, he was 22 at the time. He was just... Right. Well, yeah, good on her for making the legwork into correcting yeah. the situation. Now, some of these situations, no, the women should not go and do oh, anything. Oh, absolutely not. No. This was just him saying something. He said this it. This isn't him physically doing something like Jack Gallagher or uh, yeah. Jordan Devlin has. Like, these people beat the shit out of women, and they should fuck off and never be in the industry again. And there should be actual legal, you know, action taken against these people if this is the case. But the fact that, like, AEW sending him to rehab, they're donating his checks, shows me that there's something that was said with... AEW higher up, Sammy Guevara, and then seeing like Sasha Banks, like I have a feeling like they there's all this there, and you know, I, I think uh it's gonna take a while for Sammy Guevara to get back. 
like up there. Mm-hmm. And I mean, even like he's a part of the inner circle, like Jericho, like defended him. I could just see Jericho, Jericho just being like, are you a freaking idiot? Yeah. <laughs> what did you t- I just tweeted. Oh, I hate you. You're gone. But I also wouldn't, I, I wouldn't surprise me if Jericho would try to have both of them on the podcast to actually have like audio from both of them. Well, hey, Pete, uh, what have you been playing? Uh, <laughs> all right, change up. Hey, uh, new season of Rainbow Six dropped. I've been playing right that. On. I have not played. I've only gotten like tier 10 on Call of Duty's new season. Like, I don't care. I just can't get into it right now. Um, been playing Overwatch and I start. I've been still trying to dive into The Witcher, which, dude, this game, I don't know how people thought it was the game of the year. You have to physically talk to everybody. You can't skip cutscenes because you have you to don't inter- play role playing games. No. That's why. Oh my god, you have to interact with everybody, and the way you answer it is what they give you. And I'm like, oh my god, can I just go get ranked up and kill <laughs> things? Like you're like, no, right out there and look no, at dude, the No, dude, you gotta craft potions. You gotta yeah. be doing all kinds. Well, just wait till you get to the card game, dude. I am over it. I am definitely over it. Injustice Gods Among Us was free for PC and Xbox One. Yep. It doesn't handle that well because it is the makers of Mortal Kombat. And I think Injustice 2 cleaned up a lot of it. It handles Mm kind of clunky because it's a 3D game or 360 game too. How old is Injustice? Because I I remember playing that game a couple years ago. It was on the Xbox 360. It wasn't on the one. Handles a little different, but I've been messing with that. So I've been playing a game called Near Automata. It's kind of, Pete, I think you should check it out. It's a, it's a shooting game. It's a hack and slash game. It's a side scrolling, like spaceship game. Uh, in like the first 10 minutes, I was having a blast. I'll, I'll send it to you after we're done with the show. Is it on Game Pass? It is on Game Pass. That's how I downloaded it. Okay. Well, we're going to do it. I don't know if it's co-op, but it's it's still fun. But hey, man, that is the Full Nelson Press, episode 84. What I'm going to say is the greatest episode in podcast history. What? Because I can say that now. No, we can't. If you enjoyed our witty banter on sports entertainment, make sure you like the Full Nelson Press page, Facebook page, and subscribe to the Full Nelson Press on YouTube. But uh, hey, man, go watch some wrestling. Yeah, but...